What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Strong and Worthy Podcast. I am so excited. We have another guest today, uh, our second guest on this podcast ever. So I really think we're going to get a lot from it, and I'm really excited. So let's just go straight into it. I am going to let you introduce yourself, Pete. So tell us just a little quick introduction. Who you are, where you're from, all that fun stuff. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, living in Santa Cruz. I am the founder of a multi-million dollar national roofing corporation, and I also work with and have founded several other companies that all feed into that. Um, and that's what I do. So you guys can tell why we're excited to have him on today. (laughs) Yeah, this is our first millionaire in the house, you guys. It's a big deal, okay? Um, Okay, so first, like I said, easy questions. Um, Tell us a little bit about your morning routine. How do your mornings start? My mornings start between 4 and 4.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I hop out of bed. I'm 57 years years old and I literally still jump out of bed with excitement Mm. and um, I make a cup of coffee and then I come back and I get my head straight. You got to have your head straight if you're going to be great. Right. So Mm -hmm. what I do is I, um, I write down what I am and everything starts with I am. It's not I wish or I want it's I am. So I, I write in my, my uh, diary of a madman, volume 10 probably, that um, my intentions for the day and my intentions for my future, my definite chief aim over and over and over. And it sets my mind straight. Then I get up and I do about a do half Do you do the same, the same ones every day or is it like, the, do you rotate through a few that you like? Until what I am completely focused on comes to fruition, I Mm. am focused on that. And it helps me Mm. stay focused with it. I may have multiple, but they all are um, of the same guideline type of situation. Um, You know, they deal with being of service to others, getting as many people as I can what they need so I can get what I want. Right. Mm. And, um, so that's a whole nother, whole nother workshop that I do with other people that um, also starts at night. So my morning routine actually starts when I go to bed. But um, with my intentions and my imagination and um, my um, my setting forth to how I see my life, right? Mm. So that starts in the evening. I look at it and then I imagine myself living that life, whatever the life may be. And I don't normally uh, share that with anybody. because, And the only reason mm-hmm. that is, is because the people that love you the most don't want to see you get hurt, right? Right. So if if I say I'm like when I said, oh, I'm going to build Go Green, it's going to be a 30 million dollar national roofing corporation and I'm going to open 
or by my own roofing materials manufacturing company. And I told my mom, she would say, oh, honey, you know, you should aim a little lower. I don't want you to be disappointed or this or that or, you know. Do something a little more realistic that's safe. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. And, and people would. So I don't say shit to anybody about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just like when it happens, I'm like, yep, there you go. Oh, no. Um, so that happened. You got me? You okay? Yeah. Say that one more time. Okay. Um, that happens in the evening. So then I wake up, you know, bright and early and I reset the intention of the day. And then I, um, I do yoga and stretching for about a half an hour. And then I, I run or run a mile or I ride 20 miles on my bike. And then, um, I'm out the door looking at the phone answering emails but the first portion the first couple hours of the day are mine nobody Mm -hmm. gets in my way except for maybe my little dog but Mm -hmm. um that's it i think that's important too is just having that space to like focus and really build that intention for what you have that day because i know a lot of i mean everything that you read or study that talks about manifestation and how to get what you want is like have this burning desire like this this visceral like desire that some like you said nothing nothing is going to get in my way absolutely nothing and I think another important part is keeping it to yourself because even me doing what I'm doing talking to people about it they're like well when do you, when do you start your real job and I'm like what do you mean like this is this is my real job and I'm actually making money like I'm actually growing whether you really see or acknowledge it or not. But I think especially when it's something so, so big and yeah, I want to grow into having this abundance of money and it's people, it sometimes makes other people feel uncomfortable when you play big because they're, they're afraid themselves of failure or of you failing because they love you or whatever. No, you're exactly right. And with you saying that, and that's what's going to come up, right? These these uh, beliefs that have been programmed into your mind when you write something mm-hmm. down. And, you know, the greatest book you can ever read, a beginner's book to this, is um, Think and Grow Rich, The Definite yes. Thing. That's where I got yes. it. You know, when, when yes. I got sober in 91, guy gave me the big book. He gave me Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, and he gave me Think and Grow Rich. Uh, by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. And he goes, that book is my workbook book. right now. I have my no, little thing on my wall that I see every day and, and I'm building it. Cause it's like, it says to do it in the morning when you wake up and at night before you go to bed. And something for me, that's a gap I've noticed is my evening routine It's like where I'll just put on a show or two and then I pass out and I'm like, okay, well, did I set up my gym bag for the next morning? Did I prepare everything to be successful? And did I remember to read this intention and really see and visualize and imagine myself having what I say I want and reminding myself to like, that's the focus every single day. That's the focus. Right. And, and uh, when you say morning routine and evening routine, there's a routine for success and there is a routine for failure. Right. Fair. Yeah. And, and mm. that is 
a huge part of the way I was brought up was I was not by my parents, but because I was dyslexic and still am that, um, you know, I, I wasn't the normal child that worked in the normal or learned the normal way. So, you know, I was a problem. Mm-hmm. And so I was told I was a problem. I'll never amount to anything and all that neat stuff. So I was programmed for failure period. So I had to create a program for success and you know, it's morning routines and it's, it's evening routines and it's discipline and repetition. You got to test it and keep testing until you find what is good for you. It may not be good for me. It may not be good for Yaya. It may not be good for anybody else, but you. And, Mm. and with that, right. So you've set your, I set my intention in the morning and I've got some big things going on. Huge. That, scare the living shit out of me and i'm like oh my god it's happening it's freaking happening but what happens is is um i heard yaya say it or it might have been you in one of your podcasts that you do things and you don't know why you're doing them i um it's called intuition your intuition Mm -hmm. is going to bridge the gap right so if so for me being dyslexic this was perfect I imagine the perfect life, my perfect freaking life for me, and I'm going to live it because, you know, I didn't ask to be born, so I'm going to live this life huge, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm stuck in the machine paying taxes, I'm going to pay as many freaking taxes uh, as I can. So mm-hmm. so I see this vision, and then it your intuition gives you the answers. And this is just my experience, my intuition. So I I stopped thinking about how I was going to get there. I completely stopped it. I said, okay, I'm going to build this freaking huge company. I sat down and I wrote out the number and it's going to be national. It's going to, I built the whole thing in my mind and on paper. And then I shut my freaking mouth and I just went with, Punches and intuition. Whatever came up, I didn't know why I was doing it. I had no clue. Most of the time, had no idea. But I just knew I needed to do it, and I did it. Mm. So it it's um, there's a there's a name for it. Something about a bridge, but um, the bridge of consequence, uh, the bridge of something. Anyways, mm. um, so I went with it. And if you think back, you know, like always trust a woman's intuition. You know, think <laughs> yeah. about it. Think about these yeah. phrases you hear, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, go, building Go Green and these other companies was the hardest, most effortless thing I've ever done. Because mm. mm. the hardest because I had no idea what I was doing. And, but I just knew I needed to do it, right? So, that's Would the you morning say hard, hard in respect to, like managing had, your your thoughts of not knowing what you're doing, doing forcing it, right it was mm. unforced because i have been we've all been brought up to work hard mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know i'm a, i'm a roofing i'm a roofer i was out there doing a hot tar and everything work hard until you're exhausted so going with my intuition and 
working harder on myself than anything else felt kind of counterintuitive to building a national corporation. But I had to shut everything down that I had learned from my past, all my low self-esteem and everything to learn a new path, to not work as hard to force something. Because every time I start forcing something, it never works out. It just never works out. So I would just leave it to the universe. You know, I, I didn't really think that at the time, but I'm like, you know, this is super hard and it's super forceful and it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So that was the hard part. Fighting The mm-hmm. hardest part was fighting against old programming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what happens with this definite chief aim you know, whatever, I'm building a new company now that is aligned with my passion, right? I would align things that work with my passion and they would usually fail. So these, this morning routine sets the tone. And yes, I get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning because I raised two teen daughters. And um, after 7 o'clock, it, it turns into what, a, you know, I'm, I'm rushing around trying to help everybody A war out. zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I get my, I work on myself prior to that. And then with this complete focus on what I'm going after, the millions of dollars, the cars or whatever. And, and, and realistically, I'm a minimalist. The only reason I do these things and get those things is it because it's my freaking birthright. If I'm going to be stuck in the machine, I am going to live it as large as I freaking possibly can, and I fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? So that that phrase right there, I had to fight through imposter syndrome. I had to fight through low self-esteem, self-loathing, everything to get to this point, just to be able to be comfortable enough to say that I deserve it. Right. And so with this focus, definite chief aim, pure focus on whatever I'm building at the time. And right now at this moment, what comes up is, is the blockers. So the blockers are, the vision of yourself, your self-image, like how do you envision yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to answer. That's kind of a private thing. And and when I work with people, I I ask them that. How do you envision yourself? Well, I envision myself as a freaking, and and I don't mean to put anybody down, you know, a crankster on the street or whatever. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) guess what? You're not going to be living in the penthouse if that's your vision of yourself. Your vision of yourself has been built through people programming you, your experiences, your um, thinking failure is actually failure when it's not. Mm-hmm. And um, so all those things come, you know, build up in, throughout your teen years. And things your parents say to you, like random times they yell at you when it's not even about you and you program it in your mind. Okay. I'm not 
going to do that again, or maybe I am annoying, or maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe I'll just leave people alone so that way I don't draw any negative attention. All of those things, like, because I'm like literally on the edge of my seat right now listening to you speak because it's just reassurance that the processes that I'm applying are actually like legitimate and they do work because that's, those are the hardest things to to catch like early on before you're like, okay, I really am not good enough. Why am I playing this big? I don't deserve this. And then it's like, no, what are those thoughts? Like who told me that? Who told you that you're not good enough? Who told you that you're not worth a million dollars? Who told you you can't charge whatever you want to charge to someone? Let me break in right there. That is exactly what I'm looking for. Right? Mm -hmm. So when I coach somebody, I'm mentoring somebody in business and I'm I'm working with a fighter or whatever. That is exactly what comes up. I'm not worthy. Okay. Write that down. Why are you not worthy? Now we got to chase that son of a bitch down. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And find out where that came from. You have to, and I visually do this in my mind. I chase that son of a bitch down. I grab it. Between my finger and my thumb, my forefinger and my thumb, I pluck it and I flick it. It's like, <laughs> that ain't me, man. Yeah. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. Who the fuck did that? Oh, I know who it was. It was Mr. Fucking Edwards. That son of a bitch. You know, that, or it was Mr. Adora, the freaking vice principal. Or is this yeah. fucking jackass? Because I'll yeah. tell you what. They prophesied my freaking life. You'll never amount to nothing. You're gonna mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna end up in freaking jail. You're gonna die young. I did all three of those. Mm-hmm. I did all three, and then I thought, okay, well, they uh, program my life. Well, yeah. I'm still alive. I'm gonna fucking try it on myself. So I started all these tests. And this is before the iPhone. Um, I had some sales things. I'm getting a little off track, but. Um, so I said, you know, what the hell I'll program myself. And this is tried and true tested coming from a guy that has created a $30 million a year roofing national roofing corporation with over a hundred employees that I pay for their Christmas freaking dinners. I shower with freaking cash during Christmas. I give more than I get. You know, it's like, it's proven. So I do it over and over and over. And when I test something, if it doesn't work or it becomes too hard and forced, I kick that shit to the curb. It's gone so Mm. freaking fast, it'll make your head spin. And that's, you know, should be, that's applied to relationships, jobs, freaking food that makes you feel like crap. Um, Yeah. And it's everything. If it's forced, it ain't going to happen. I'm out. So, mm-hmm. so that, you know, the morning routine sets it. And then with the exercise, I exercise every freaking morning. Usually uh, I've, I've slacked off on the bike a little bit because I'm running more because I get bored. You know, I get bored mm-hmm. of shit, but mm-hmm. I got to keep moving because what that does is it kicks in the endorphins. It makes me feel good about myself and it makes me think, you know what? It's seven o'clock. I've just run five miles. I've done freaking an hour of you know push-ups. I've, I've done yoga, stretched, written in my written in my journal, got my head straight. Um, 
while most people are rolling out of bed having a cigarette and freaking drinking yep. some whiskey or something. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> you know, that's most I used to do. I used to do that. I, I swear to yeah. God, I used to do that shit. I'd have a six pack down before seven o'clock and go roofing, Jeez. you know, and and so it's like, you know what, no matter what happens to me throughout the day, nobody can take that shit away from me. And mm-hmm. what happens too in the morning, you're going to get your best ideas. So it's, yep. it's like I'm running with my phone in my hand with the voice notes op- open. Because that's when the best shit happens. The second I wake up, because you have just put into your subliminal mind when you're going to sleep, you know, this is my life. Like, I can tell you what my life looks like in a, hopefully tomorrow, or actually maybe this afternoon, hopefully it'll look that way. But um, there'll be some things I need to, that will come up into my intuition that'll happen. But my picture of my life, I go through at night. And I fall asleep doing it. And then in the morning, I am energized. And some of my best ideas come out. Like the second I freaking wake up, I have a pad and a paper next to my bed. And I just start writing. Right? And mm-hmm. and I, I am so that's, excited. That's me be- in the gym. That's me in the gym. It's usually like wake up meditate before anything at least that at least I have that space of meditation sometimes I have 6 a.m clients and I'm like okay if I have someone at 6 a.m I gotta be up at 4 45 that day so I can do my yoga and at least get my own have my own time but at least having that space of like okay this is this is my me time this is how I set up the day this I have control over no matter what and then we get into the day but if you set that intention, I noticed that when I started meditating every morning, it changed my whole entire life. I didn't hit traffic in the morning. I didn't feel rushed getting out the door. I felt more focused when I got to work just because I took that time to like really quiet my mind. And then I learned to what you talk about, like play within your imagination. So like, I almost look at it like a video game where you can try on different outfits, you know, like you get to dress your player. That's your real life. You get to to dress your player in whatever you want. Like this is, this is your body. You get to have the house that you want. Like you can run through different ideas and really visualize. But once you get that and then you get that feeling of like, okay, I love this. This is great. I'm really excited about this and I feel it in my gut. And then you follow along with your intuition. The, the puzzle pieces kind of just start to put themselves together. And I've noticed like, as I go, Cause I'm like two months deep into starting my own business and I want to have like $10,000 months and $20,000 months and million dollar years and all of these things. But I'm like, okay, where am I at now? What's the next logical step? Like those things may not happen tomorrow, but what is happening today? Like, what can I, what can I create in my life along this path to get me to that place? That's exactly how That's my happens. rant. <laughs> Yeah. That's no, my rant. It, it, it usually happens once an episode where I start talking and I don't really know where I'm going with it. <laughs> you know, it's desire. I have a question. Um, you were talking about going with the ideas that you get in the morning, and I feel like as entrepreneurs, we get a shit ton of the of ideas, right? Like, I was in a conference a few weeks with uh, over 500 coaches, and we're all entrepreneurs. We're all talking about like, I get all these ideas, and like, I don't know which one to act upon because I don't know which one's going to be the money maker. Um, and so when does that happening for a lot of people is like, they 
come up with so many ideas they don't know where to start and so they do nothing i am curious as to how did you choose which ideas to move forward with that have brought you to where you are today or was it purely intuition to just be like this this is the one or well, did you was, do any process thinking like how to go there um there, there is, there's two sides to that okay i came mm-hmm. out of a freaking 14 year blackout with a trade doing roofing mm-hmm. and i knew how to do it and um my passion is um creating things right mm-hmm. i'm not a musician i'm not an artist but everything else i'm open up to um, the universe to like drop bombs on me. Like, Oh, I want to do this, but there's a, there's, mm-hmm. so what I went with on the roofing was I knew that I'd been doing it for decades and I had started and then I went into sales and I became very good at sales. I love making money. Um, <laughs> I do. I love money. So, yep, you know, same. Awesome. <laughs> same. so, um, so I'm like, okay, that's the easiest, softest route, right? So if you look, if you look at uh, Dr. Dre, or if you look at um, uh, some other rappers, right? They didn't become billionaires from music, like Puffy, right? They they didn't become billionaires from music. The music just got them in the door, right? Mm-hmm. To, to to feel what they're really doing. So so. I started building Go Green just because um, I, I wanted to make a lot of money and I happen to know roofing, but the business part and the creation of a business part really intrigued me and excited me. And that was partially of my passion. So yeah. I went with that because that was the lowest lying fruit that I can feed myself and my family with. So I went with it. And now I am always assessing myself and taking a look at my life, like psychoanalyzing myself to insanity, right? If that's possible. But mm-hmm. um, I think it is. So, so now what I do is like, there's, I, I think it's called like the, it's something weird, like the Ichi model or something like that. It's, it, but I do it all the time. I always look at everything and I hold it to these three candles, what I'm good at, what I like doing, what the world needs. And then the fourth, how can I make fucking money doing it? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the four circles and in the center. I'm sure you've seen it on the interwebs, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but that's it. So my passion is not within the company. And I used to say this to myself and to, to my assistants there, because you have people that don't float in the spaces, the mental ether that we do right so they're worried about the roofing company or roofing or or roofing manufacturing or whatever and i would say without even thinking it i would say the money's not in the roofing it's in how we built the roofing company Mm -hmm. and one morning i woke up and i'm like holy shit i'm doing my passion my passion is talking about how I built the companies and it's not exactly how I built the companies. It's how I built the person I had to become to build mm-hmm. the freaking companies. You cannot yeah. be anything more 
Your life cannot be anything more than it is if you don't become more than what you are. Period. Period. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so simple, but so so true. That's but you have to grow and you have to be like self-aware and you have to look at the shit about yourself that's not necessarily easy. Like no. there's sometimes where I'm like, I don't really want to look at that. I could easily like <laughs> Like, now let's play small. Let's play small. (laughs) Right, because that's safe, right? Well, guess what? You're going to fucking die. I know. It's miserable play. It's miserable being safe. (laughs) So that's one thing is um, I did die one time, and I'm never going to fuck it up again. So Mm -hmm. I decided the only thing I fear is being on my deathbed with one thing in my heart. And that's going to be I'm empty. And the the thing I fear is being on my deathbed thinking, I wish I would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. will never. So I am fucking driven for that shit. But what you said back uh, just a second ago is exactly why. So you, you write out your definite chief aim, the perfect vision of your life, whatever you want to call it, right? That's going to bubble up questions. And it's going to be. It's going to create fears. So the second that happens is when I grab somebody I'm, I'm coaching or I'm, I'm, I'm walking through a class with, and I go, what are you feeling? And it's exactly what you're feeling. And so where does that come from? Does it come from fear, low self-esteem, um, a low self-image? It actually comes from all mm-hmm. three. Why? Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. you have to go in and you have to take an inventory of yourself and those feelings and you have to move. So that, and what that does is it triggers self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Self-awareness can be manufactured. And this is, I'm sure there's somebody else saying it out there, but this has just been my experience. Like how the hell did this happen? Trying to explain how this complete derelict me that, <laughs> Can't read, can't write, freaking can't punctuate a freaking sentence, dyslexic, uh, died, went to jail for two years, created all of this. How the hell mm-hmm. did that happen, right? So it's because I wanted more. Because my life that I was living wasn't wasn't coinciding with the life I imagined. But I was afraid mm-hmm. to imagine it because all those blockers, all those things, I can't. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm an idiot. I'll never amount to anything. Were blocking me from getting to that point. So every time I would think, okay, well, I'm going to create this huge company. Oh, no, you can't do that. What? Who the fuck are mm-hmm. you and where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who put you so in charge? <laughs> Yeah, who put oh, you in charge, yes. jackass? I'm sick of this. I'm sick and tired of this. So, so I would write like that. that shit down, and then I'd fucking trace it back to where it came from. And it was shitty teachers. It was a caring family member. It was a totally mentally ill freaking significant other that was beating the shit out of me. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. So I had to douse those create a new self-image and not a grandiose prick narcissistic one 
but it's like, hey, you know what? I am worthy because let, let's look at what I am. I am integrity. I am kindness. I am generosity. I am caring. I am patience. I am all those things. I can't be those things and those other things at the same freaking time. So true. So this is actually how I work with some of the fighters I work with. I actually have yeah. that exact conversation because they said exact same thing you say. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't be mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Or you know why? Why the fuck not? You know it's, so. Then we go down. Or that even road. like I've tried and failed in the past, or or what makes me think I could do it again, do it this time, or because I know for me I've had a lot of different ideas for businesses that I would like, but this is the first one that clicks in all of those regards where it's like I love doing it when I work. I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like. I'm contributing to people that need the help and there is a really big need for it. So it's like, okay, check, check, check. What? And it's just like, sometimes it's small, like, like for people just beginning. Cause I don't think a lot of our listeners are quite at, well, your level for sure. Even us, it's like, continue to reassure yourself of those things. And like daily, like I am, I am disciplined. You know, I show up at the gym, I'm completing my workouts. Like, I'm making mm-hmm. decisions to eat healthier foods for my body and I'm noticing how shitty foods react and when I feel bloated and shitty the next day and I'm noticing my skin and I am beautiful and I'm here for a reason. Just reprogramming yourself from all the shit that you've heard as a kid of like, shut up, be good, be good in school, do things the way that you're told. Like for most of us, we we had difficulties in school because we didn't quite fit in the box. Just because you don't fit in the box doesn't mean you're not worthy or you're not capable of, of creating something that you desire. Like all of us are here for a reason. So it's nice to hear you full further down the line, just of like, okay, like this shit works. Cause sometimes I'm like, prove it. I'm like, if this shit works, I'm going to do it. That's kind of where I'm at now. I'm like, okay, if this shit actually works, if I'm going to like implement the practices I'm seeing in this book and really take it seriously and really dedicate the energy to it, like I'm in, I'll do it. And then like universe, it's your job to prove it. I'm letting go because holding on is exhausting. Yeah. Trying to force it is exhausting. (laughs) Like (laughs) Forcing it is, is, it just doesn't work out, but it's like, yeah, that's what I do. I set the intention. I, I go, I'm living this life. And I'm, and I'm fucking marching towards it. So you, you need to get fucking busy. Yeah. Cause this shit's going down. I was right. looking again to um, this shit's happening. The yep. four agreements, and then then the part where they talk about um, being a warrior, going against the parasite. Yeah, um, that that part is like really close to my heart right now that we're talking about this because I have found myself like in my car, like blasting music, and all of a sudden I, I like turn off the music. I'm like, there's something going on in my head. What is it? And then I'll start asking, and then like these answers come up, and then there'll be old beliefs, and then like mm-hmm. I get angry. I'm like bitch what the fuck are you still doing here like i thought we like went over this you know and like i'll get angry like i'll truly get angry not like at myself or anything i'm like but damn this is like it's work like no wonder why in the book they call it being a warrior like you actually have to fight you actually have to put intention you actually have to like 
not back down when when those fears kicked in. I was like, you're not good enough. Like, no, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I no, am. Fuck like, that. <laughs> even if I'm not believing it all the way into like my core, like even just start to saying it will start to create that fake it until you make it. I feel like, you know, yeah. I'm I'm in a different place where yeah, I'm in a different place right now where it's like I can see when those old behaviors, all those patterns are coming back. And I'm like, we're not doing that. Like, we know what that mm-hmm. looks like. I, I've been down that path. Like, you're not missing out. Let's figure out what it looks like to be committed, to to put in the work, uh, to stay dedicated to your dreams. Let's see what fruits come out of that. And and, and I think it's, it's what you're saying, too, where you were like, I let go of how, and I just was doing the next thing that made sense. And then that mm-hmm. has brought up, lots of fruits this far so i i'm like i'm sure it's just gonna continue to grow but i agree with what megan says like i really wanted to get on here and talk to you because like i feel like her and i are doing the things that we're trying to pick up from other people from people who have gone before us mentors um, ancestors uh, books that we read and we're like okay that everything has something in common they all saying to believe in yourself they're all saying to love yourself first they're all saying to like have your mind set into what you want and I was like, okay, let's do these things. And it's like to hear you say like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. And that's how I got here. It's like, okay, cool. So it's like, it helps to read it, but it also feels so good to hear someone real. Not that they're not real, but like someone on the other <laughs> side of know. the line. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, like it, that you're doing the right thing. Like that's definitely yeah. how you get there. Like, oh, dope. I just want to triple check. That's it. It becomes, yeah. it becomes easier, right? And you said it. I had to fake it till I made it. Because yeah. and, and and I'm not there. I keep doing it. It's part yeah. of my DNA. Like I do it every day because I know what's proven. I've taken all the you know the four agreements. You know, I've read all those freaking books, but I want to know where they came from, right? Mm-hmm. So so then I started finding books from the early 1900s and the early 1800s. And I started reading all those, and I don't just read books. I study them. And then yeah. um, I like I studied the Bhagavad Gita. I studied the um, the Upanishads. I, I I study the Dharmapada. All that stuff. Yeah. I'm a spiritual motherfucker, right? So yeah. Yeah. so it's like that's where all that stuff came from. It got Westernized in the early 1900s when they called it mysticism, and yeah. then they're like, oh my god, you know this? These are the secrets. That come from, you know, to, I don't know how old the Sanskrits are, but that's where they came from, right? So these things we're doing now are the things they did back then. And so I I was miserable as a human being. Absolutely freaking miserable. And it, it takes the suffering and the pain of living a life that doesn't coincide with the life that you think you should be living to your core to pop your head out of that ass and to get (laughs) moving forward. It does. And so you have to fake it till you make it and just keep consuming massive amounts of energy of, of knowledge and energy and, and positive energy and guard your freaking mind. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't listen to negative shit. I don't watch negative freaking movies. I don't watch, uh, like, I grew up listening to metal and punk rock. You know, I, I still love it, but I'm very guarded about what I listen to because 
I don't want to go back there. But, you know, they also say once you realize there ain't no going back and there isn't, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, so I remember I, I remember the time like I, I was reading the Bhagavad Gita for, I don't know, the third or fourth time. Um, I was listening to some of my favorite sales uh, tapes or whatever. And I remember looking up and going, holy shit, I got it. Because mm. there's, um, there's a book called I Am That. It's, done, it's written by a guru. I think it was the guru that hung out with the Beatles and all those guys. And what they talk about is, you know, I am. I am is the, what they call God, and God resides in all of us. I am, I am, I am. And um, I never felt it. Right. I would say it. I am kind. I am courteous. I am this. I am that. But it was like somebody else was saying it. Right. And then I wasn't being it. But one day after it was some of the hardest stuff I've ever been through in my life, something happened. Like a switch kicked in. Like switch was flipped. Like, oh, my God, I see it. I Mm -hmm. see it. And I literally said out loud, I am that. And I am what I imagine myself being is what it boiled down to. And I, mm-hmm. I realized it and I felt it and it like attached to my freaking DNA. And I was like, holy shit. I don't know what's going on right now, but I fucking dig it. something just changed yes something just changed within me and Mm -hmm. um you're talking about the warrior you know i stood up and i said you know what i don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me i don't fucking care my job is to be of service to others to carry this and help others with whatever they're going through and what they're going through is living the fucking lie, the fake programming, Mm -hmm. the bullshit. So I Mm -hmm. made it. So, you know, you see the people on YouTube, you see the people on writing books, all the Joe Dispenza's, all these guys out there doing their stuff. And I'm like, well, there's already all these people doing that. But uh, a very, very intuitive woman told me, she goes, yeah, but, they're not you. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. <sighs> yeah. Wow. That like that's that's I, huge. I just, that was one of the things I've learned in the past couple months is like, I mean, we're both personal trainers, but people don't buy coaching, they buy the coach. And like mm-hmm. people will pay this amount of money because it's me. And that's power that's like holy shit, it's me. And I've gotten to the, like, I've had thoughts of like, okay, we're about a month in, like, what value do I still have to this person? I'm seeing her three times a week. Haven't I taught her everything? And then I'm like, no, like, there's still way more to teach her. Like, there's still six years of knowledge in my brain that I've dedicated to studying this shit that I want to impart to other people and give back. But it's, it's, it's noticing those thoughts of like, and we'll wrap up here in a minute. We'll, we'll stick to under 45 minutes. So we'll get like one more minute in here. But um, noticing those thoughts and being like, no, no, like it is me. Like I can provide this to the person and ideally eventually you don't need me. I'm done. You go along your way, but 
let's do this and let's do it right. And let's not waste any more of your fucking time. And let's not waste any more of your fucking money. Like just train with me and do it right. And then you're good. So yeah, I think that's everything you said was really powerful. And I, I took notes, so I'm definitely going to re-listen to this one, but it was very um, reassuring and very motivated. I don't know, Pete, if you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up. Well, I, thank this you is for my being passion. here for sure. Oh, thanks, yeah. thanks for having me. This is my passion talking about this and passing it along. And it's true because I look back and I've got five freaking companies. One does 30 million yeah. freaking dollars a year. The others freaking do close to that. And um, I've started truegritinc.com and I, I hold workshops and I work with people on this very thing because the number one thing is being of service to others Mm -hmm. and that's what i need to be and that's my passion is helping people recreate themselves you know and and just like your your um coaching you know you want to get them to a point till so they're self-sufficient you know Mm -hmm. yep so that's what i do and i love it and you guys are welcome to contact me text me ask me any questions anytime anytime you want Yeah, and we'll link your Instagram and everything on our page. So if anyone listening wants to reach out as well. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys.